Earlier this week, I got a text from Whitlard. And Whitlard's in charge of Bible time today. <laughs> Good luck with that. Whitlard's in charge of Bible time. But he also knew that I was fighting bronchitis. And he knew that if something happened where I couldn't preach today, you'll have to be the judge of that, I suppose, in a few minutes. But if I couldn't preach today, he would be the next man up. And so he texted me and, and very gently asked, was I going to be able to cut the mustard today? <laughs> I asked him, I said, are you getting kind of nervous that the old guy can't get it done anymore? And he said, no, that's not the case, but I want to make sure I'm ready. Woodward will preach next Sunday. We're looking forward to that. He's an awesome man. We are so fortunate that he and Karen are here. Um, I, I hope you appreciate them. I, I believe you do, but I, but I hope that you do. And I appreciate very much um, his involvement, his willingness, his very um, quiet and, and um, gentle demeanor. <clears throat> Just goes about doing his job, and he does so in a remarkable way. You know that Rodney and Paul are out of town. Um, actually, for the next couple of weeks or so, Rodney's participating in um, the, the acapella 40th anniversary tour. And um, that's, that's kind of an exciting opportunity for him. And so we're glad that he's able to be a part of that, glad that he's able to um, um, participate in that, in that way in something that he loves and he's really very good at. Um, but we're looking forward to him being back. So we expect two weeks from today, he'll be back in the pulpit. I'm here today, Woodward next week, and then Rodney should be back the, fo the following week. It's been kind of a tough week for our family, <laughs> just to be honest with you. It's been kind of a tough week. Samuel, would you say this has been kind of a tough week? Yeah, I think it's been a tough week. Yeah, it's been a tough week for for our family. Bob and Patty, tough week? I think so, yeah. It's been kind of a tough week. You, you know enough about Chad's situation. By the way, he's doing remarkably. Why should I be surprised? Why should, um, why should this be um, unexpected? It's what we've prayed for. But he is doing very well. He's home. He came home about three days early. Um, and, um, and he seems to be doing well. He's got some challenges. It's, it's not going to be an easy or a short recovery, but, but, but he's well on his way. He's doing well. The Lord has been so good in answering our prayers. But we had to get to this point. <laughs> Even when things turn out well, you still got to get there. <laughs> and... Um, so we've been struggling a little bit as a, as a family because this has a, been, a, been a tough few days. About a week and a half ago, <clears throat> I was um, at my office doing whatever old insurance guys do, sitting at their desk on a Tuesday morning. And uh, my, my cell phone buzzed at me, and it was a text from my wife. And, and she sent me the picture that you see on the screen in front of you. This little sparrow was sitting on um, um, one of the chairs that we have right outside our sliding patio door. It's just 
four or five feet from the door. And um, he's just sitting there in full view. And Sherry sent me that picture. She sent this text along with it. She said, this little guy has lots to say this morning. He sat for at least five minutes chirping. He caught my attention. As I was standing here feeling uneasy about Chad's surgery, this little bird brought this passage to mind. Luke chapter 12, 24 and 25. We know that to worry is to be human, but we can't let Satan use this against us. God is there. He cares about what we're going through. He cares about the birds of the field, how much more he cares for us. Thank you, Lord. I keep a Bible on my desk at the office, and I don't do that for show, although I'm happy for folks to see it. I'm sort of the opinion that if, if in fact, we are in the midst of spiritual warfare, and, and we are, then it's a pretty good idea to keep the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, close by. <clears throat> and so I have a Bible that I keep on my desk. And I couldn't help but pick that Bible up, having gotten this text from my wife and turned to Luke chapter 12, and I read the very verses that Bill read for us just a minute ago. In my Bible, the heading says, Do not worry. <laughs> well, that's easier said than done, don't you think? And I don't really think that that passage is an expectation that we won't worry. In fact, as I read it, it almost seems that it's Jesus' acknowledgement that we will worry, that he understands that worry and fear and trepidation and uncertainty are simply part of the human experience. Don't you know he felt it as well? And so... <clears throat> Luke chapter 12 is not so much about Landon, don't worry. But rather, Landon, don't let worry, don't let fear, don't let uncertainty paralyze you so that you become ineffective and unable to carry out what the Lord has in store for you in his life. And Jesus presents that message, and he, he did it on multiple occasions. We know at least twice because in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, it appears to be a different setting, a different circumstance, but a very similar lesson. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus presents this same thought. But in, in Luke chapter 12, I don't think Jesus is telling me not to worry, but Lanyon, here's how you can deal with worry. When you're scared, when you're fearful, when life seems to be threatening you, here's how to deal with it. And he does so by giving us two word pictures and then makes two observations. And it seems to make the difference. First of all, the word pictures. Consider the birds and consider the flowers. You know, birds and flowers are so common they're so ordinary that 
you can see them almost without seeing them and pay no attention at all. And then there are those times that they are so spectacular and extraordinary that you stop and look longer. Birds and flowers. We see them every day. They're all around us. And Jesus says, when you worry, when life is pressing in on you, when you feel threatened because of the uncertainty that is all around you, stop and think about the birds. My wife did. She took the picture. And she said, this little bird has had a lot to say today, and he said a lot without speaking a word. He was the reminder that Jesus told us to use. Consider the birds. Consider the flowers. They they don't fret over life. They don't worry about it. They just go about their business, and God always takes care of them. Aren't you more important than birds and than flowers? Did God send his son to the earth to live in this world for birds? Did he allow his son to be crucified on a cross for flowers? No. God so loved the world, you and me, people, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God cares for the flowers. God cares for the birds, provides all that they need, but God does not have the love for birds and flowers that he has for you. Jesus said, you keep those word pictures firmly in your mind. And when life is pressing in and hard times come, and they will and they do, Remember the birds. Remember the flowers. Then he makes an observation. And and by the way, Landon, consider your own limitations. (laughs) How much control do you really have over much of life anyway? I I mean, really. How much control do you have? I can tell you as we sat in the waiting room During Chad's surgery this last week, I didn't feel like I was in charge of much of anything. It just didn't didn't feel like I had a whole lot of control. Now, Now, I was comforted because people stopped by the hospital and shared time with us. I was comforted and made to feel um, emboldened because I knew the people were praying. And I got text messages and people were reaching out and and all of those things helped, but I I never one time felt like I was in charge. (laughs) What could I possibly do? How, how, How could I possibly have any control over this situation at all? Jesus said, which of you could add one hour to his life. (laughs) The average life expectancy in the United States now, male and female, unisex, 79.11 years, 79.11 years. 
That's just over 693,000 hours. And so of these 693,000 hours that are part of our life expectancy, yours and mine, at this point in time in this country, Jesus said, you can't even add one to that. (laughs) Not even one. Out of 693,000 hours, you can't even add one to it. And if you can't do that little thing, why do you worry about the big things that you certainly have no control over? Landon, keep these pictures in your mind. Remember the birds, remember the flowers. And then consider your own limitations. And then the second observation that Jesus makes, consider God's love. Jesus said that the the heathen world seeks after all the things that we consider comforters, things that we like to amass and accumulate, material things. Jesus, that's that's what the world seeks after. But our job is to seek first God's kingdom and all those other things will take care of themselves because God loves us. God will see to it that we're provided for, that we're taken care of, that all these things are done. <clears throat> Somebody says, Landon, it, I, I, I agree with all that, but that, that's a pretty easy sermon to preach when things are well. And I, I can tell you that in our situation, that which we were concerned about and that's which we were worried about, in that regard, things are well. The Lord has provided in extraordinary, remarkable ways. Thank the Lord for that. But I wondered that. Landon, will this sermon be different if things don't go well? Will the message have to change if the word from the doctor is not favorable? Among our guests on Tuesday were Doral and Kathy. It was amazing. Kathy had had a scare. There were some issues, and she was going to have a test to see if it was not that big a deal, easily dealt with, or whether we had a major issue of recurrence. She didn't know. That makes for a tough week. It makes for a tough time. That's, there's some apprehension there. And they had just gotten good word, and they stopped by the hospital to let us know that we were being thought of and prayed for. But what if the word hadn't been good? Would, would, would this sermon need to be different? And I came to the conclusion that this sermon preaches no matter the outcome. And here's why. I believe that trust in God is not outcome-based, but rather it's based on the character and love of God. I, I don't trust God because everything in my life always goes well. Well. 
I don't trust God because I'm always spared hurt and pain. I trust God because God is good all the time. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. And as, as I come to that conclusion, I, I, I realize that, that it's not just our family that had a tough week. Did, did you see Wednesday night's happenings? Have you looked at the announcement and announcements in the insider today? Just take a look at the back page. Oh, there's plenty there to look at. Prayer requests and concerns and issues. And some of you know about things that aren't in print. And some of you are experiencing things that aren't in, in print. And so I suspect that if Luke chapter 12 has been helpful to me this week, it will be helpful to you as well. Because our circumstances are not so much different. Whether it's today or was last week or will be next week, we all have issues and challenges. We all have hardship and difficulty. We all need to be reminded that God's got this. <clears throat> I don't know exactly where you are in your life, but I suspect not so far from where I am in mine. I suspect that you have some things on your heart today that are hurting. <laughs> I suspect that you have some issues and concerns that maybe you've shared with others and that many are aware of and that maybe you've not shared with anyone and nobody knows about, but God knows. And what I can tell you is that Jesus has said, Landon, when you face calamity, hardship, difficulty, uncertainty, fear in your life, remember the birds and the flowers. Consider your own limitations and then consider God's love for you. That will help you not be paralyzed by the fear. It's bound to come. Worry is bound to be part of what we were about. But we don't have to allow it to win. We have the opportunity to overcome that fear, overcome that worry, because Jesus Christ has promised to bless us and to be with us. I appreciate so much the opportunity to speak this morning. Um, it's been good for me this week because it's kept my mind focused on something that I needed to hear. And if it's meant something to you, then apply it and use it and allow yourself to be better for it. As a body of believers, we're here for each other. We, we love each other. We care about each other. And it might be that some of what's on your heart, you need to share. Perhaps it's weakness or failure in your life that's of public nature. Perhaps it's a particular struggle that you're dealing with. And we're here for that. And, and we offer an opportunity at, at the end of most of our worships for, for, for you to, to share that publicly. If that's not your choice, 
Some of our elders will be in the back of the worship center, and you could share that with them if you like. Send us a text, give us a call. Let us pray with you and for you and be a part of that journey with you. Or if you, if you choose to keep the matter private, allow the Lord to be a part of that conversation. Allow him to share that burden to what he desires to do.